guys, and welcome to the Morning Jots podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Janky, and I am jumping right into this episode because I'm so excited about it. Like you guys, I, I couldn't even sleep because I was waiting for this exact moment. So today I have Lindsay Russell from Lynn's Russ on Instagram here with me, and she is the real freaking deal you guys with one of the most inspiring stories I've ever heard in my life her gifts are potent I found her on Instagram because of her energy updates that she posts and they're always so spot on so I'm just going to give you like a little introduction and then you just rally on and introduce yourself in whatever way you feel called but Lindsay is so many things it's almost hard to even describe her as one thing she's an energy healer writer a gifted writer I almost think um and I don't know if you would describe yourself this way but like a a psychic she uses her own intuitive methods and understanding of the energy body meridians energy pathways channels hypnosis kinesiology neurobiology like so many things to just dive deep into all the layers of the body mind and soul for total and lasting healing. And I was kind of going through her website and reading some of her testimonials and the things people experience by working with her are just absolutely insane. So it just feels like such an honor. And I'm so grateful that you're here with us today. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that. Like super complimentary intro. I'm like flattered right now. I'm like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think the way that you describe me, like the ability, to, it's, it's hard to say what exactly to do because I've dove in so deep and I think so many different directions of healing and understanding things. Um, so I love that you were able to recognize that and see that. That's That feels good to me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you definitely... I don't know. Like I was, when I was even trying to think of like how I was going to introduce you, I'm like, there's no one way, like you do so many things, but it's all so connected and so important. And like, like I said, those testimonials that I was reading, I was mind blown, like got the chills and even reading your story about the health issues you went through. Yeah. I had the full body chills. Like, do you want to jump into that and just like explain your story? Yeah. So I think a part of my story, I think part of healing in general is kind of the releasing of like, this is my story. This is what I've gone through. I've survived this. And I think sometimes, especially in the healing community and spirituality, people use that as kind of like an ego trip. Like I've been through this. So this qualifies me to do whatever I'm doing, or Mm -hmm. this sets me, you know, I, I went on this huge shamanic journey. So here it is. And this is why I'm the best person at whatever it is that I that I do so I like kind of have disconnected from it it feels a little surreal for me to like be like oh yeah I went through that because it's such so distant from where I am now but I think it was definitely a pivotal moment for me and I think it just shows like how our bodies are so spiritually in tuned and inclined to what's right and what's not right for us and where our mind is at and where that affects our health and our body. So basically, originally, I, I started having issues, I think my senior year of high school. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just like, it started off as like the flu. And then I progressively was like out of school more and more and more and more and more until I was basically in and out of the hospital for like, over six months, I lost tons of weight, like, I was not in my body at all. Like I was somewhere else. (laughs) Um, 
and I like wasn't able to eat and like I was in a very like weird position where like medical professionals couldn't really figure out what was going on or the cause of like what was happening to me and I've learned that that's usually like a telltale sign that like something is definitely starting and beginning energetic spiritual mental rather than just like hey you're sick um so they couldn't figure out what was going on I was kind of like in a weird haze a lot of that time like I would remember it sounds so weird but I would remember like coming in and checking in on my body and then like going off to wherever the heck I was and at a certain point it was kind of like there was a choice like hey you can go back and like go live your life like if you really want and I was like what I can and so I went through whatever experience that was and was like okay cool and I ended up getting like a little bit better went back to school finished off like my senior year of high school and then it almost felt like I went through some reconnection to my soul, my spirit. And I remember I got my first tattoo after that and it was the ohm symbol and people were like, do you even know what that means? And I was like, yeah, I had, I never looked it up. I never, you know, it was just so weird. I think to be connecting to these things and sort of reconnecting to a part of myself. And then I kind of managed symptoms for about a year. And then after a year, I was like, okay, I can't live this way. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went back to doctors and found out that I had chronic pancreatitis, um, which you normally get from drinking, doing drugs, things like that. And I was like, sure, I've dabbled in things, but there's no way I've done enough of it to to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I had my gallbladder was functioning at like 0%. So I had that removed. And right around that same period (laughs) I stopped going out I stopped being social because they were like you can't drink you can't go out like you need to stop doing this I wasn't even 21 at the time but I think it's kind of cultural to say like you know if you're not 21 if you're in your teens if you're in your early 20s it's what majority of people do to socialize is like drink party whatever so it was like very isolated um And right at that time, I had my best friend and the only person I've ever talked about, like getting married to, having kids with, um, he passed away, like right in that same time frame. And so that for me was a big spiritual jolt. And I think what most people would call like the dark night of the soul for me was kind of that space. Although I feel like we have multiple moments of of that energy. And so from there, I really struggled and, but it was actually those two things, my health and kind of him passing that led me down this crazy healing journey with my body, but also spiritually. So I started like, I don't know how to say this exactly, but I started like seeing him in my peripheral, like he was showing up in my life a lot. And it almost felt like a very hard redirect was like happening after his passing and like he was trying to assist me and like kind of be like "Mm, like you need to we need to re re realign you really quickly here like this is not the path that you should be going down and so I took me a while to like mourn and and cope and I did some stupid things I think you know during that process but ultimately around 2017 I was at um his like memorial golf tournament party thing 
And I was like, this is the last time that I'm going to drink. And this is the last time that I'm like doing anything. Like I need to like get sober. I need to take care of myself and just like listen to my body. And I had been struggling with like so many weird symptoms. Like my skin was a mess, like bloating, like allergies, all this stuff was just happening progressively. And it felt like I was like constantly at war with myself, like so self-conscious, hating myself, hating what I look like. And so it was weird because the two kind of overlap. But when I made that commitment at his sort of memorial or whatever it was to not drink anymore, it was like that moment I committed to myself. And so I started doing a lot of deep diving into myself without really knowing terminology for what I was doing. But now I'm like, oh, like I was working with my meridians. I was working with my mind. I was working with, you know, hypnosis. I was doing self-hypnosis on myself. I was doing energy healing on myself. I started getting, like I went off all pharmaceuticals. I went off birth control. I went off like everything. Um, And technically like for me who had a chronic condition that was like a big no like I shouldn't have been doing that but I was like you know what screw the doctors like I'm just gonna lean deeper into my own awareness my own self and my main goal was simply just to like feel better but also to stop hating myself and to feel like I could just love myself and it took me down this wild journey of kind of spirituality and kind of deeper levels of healing where I could kind of trace back my illness and everything I had gone through to trauma. And I was like heavily bullied as a child, in like middle school, elementary school kind of age. And my, I didn't have a lot of people around me. I was alone a lot. So when I was in that healing process, I just remembered so many times during that previous traumatic period of being like, I just wish I would get sick and die. Like the things that I was getting bullied about were like the things that I was self-conscious about. So I was unpacking so much energetically, like mentally, physically, like I was doing it all like physical healing. I was working with herbs and that came super intuitively to me. Like I just kind of knew what to do and what to take. And my spiritual sort of awareness started kind of peaking during that time too. And right when I was like in the middle of all of that, um, in 2018, I was sitting, I worked at a law firm and I was like sitting at work and I felt like my whole body was just like going to explode. And I was like, I need to go to the emergency room. Like something's not right. So they were like, do you want us to call somebody? And I was like, no, I'm stubborn. And I'm just going to drive myself, which is a terrible idea because it's like, I literally probably shouldn't have, I like almost crashed and people almost crashed me. Like it was bad, like not good, not good. But I eventually got there. And once I got in there, like they come in and they're like, Hey, like you, um, are, you're an organ failure. And I was like, no. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, no, like I'm just purging lots of stuff from my body. And, um, I think like, it's just what's going on. And they're like, no, like you, you have organ failure. And of course, like they're looking at me like I'm insane. And they tried to like give me medicine and like stuff like that. And I was like, what is it? Like what's in it? Do you know what's in it? And they're like, 
it's just this. And I'm like, okay, then what's the coloring on the outside of the pill? Like, what's that? And obviously I was like super hyper aware of things at the time, um, a little overboard, but I was just like questioning everything and really learning that like in the bigger spectrum of things, I didn't want to give permission to somebody else to write my story anymore. So I was like, I'm not submitting to like, hey, I'm an organ failure and I'm sick and I'm dying kind of thing. I was like, no, I've been doing lots of healing on myself. And what does this feel like this is to me? And to me, it felt like it was a big release. Like so many things built up in my body kind of busting loose and my physical self not being able to like really manage how much I was releasing so quickly. And so I stuck to that. And was kind of like, okay, like, I'm going to stick to what I believe in, but also like take necessary precautions, obviously. And I was scheduled for a emergency procedure on my 26th birthday, lost interns that day, went in ironically, like dancing, singing, happy, like at peace, like (laughs) the weirdest thing in the world. And I go in and I'm like, you know, they're delaying the the procedure they keep delaying it and I hear them like in a hall talking about how like expensive it's going to be and how I've lost insurance and how they like don't and you know finally they're like okay like she needs to do this so let's just do it and eventually they got me in there and when I woke up they were like yeah somehow you're fine and like somehow you also don't have chronic pancreatitis and I was like oh And they were all like very weirded out about it, but I was like, cool, like, let's go drink champagne now. (laughs) Like (laughs) me on anesthesia is always all about champagne for some reason, (laughs) but like, that was my response. And I was like, I knew it. And I was like, crap, like I now have a bunch of medical debt. Like, it's fine. It's just going to get written off. Like, I was like, okay, this is if I can do this with my body and myself, then like, this is just going to get written off. It's going to be fine. And if that happens, I'm going to quit my job and just follow whatever is unfolding. I wasn't happy in my job anyway. And I kind of knew I needed to leave, but I didn't really know what direction to go in. And so I think like, as soon as I submitted this form to the hospital, they were like, usually we don't respond uh, for like a month to six months. And I got like a response back from them within two days that like everything was written off, everything was forgiven. And so I was like, okay, here we go. And so I quit my job and it kind of led me to to everything that I'm doing now. Oh my God. I've, like, like I said, when I was reading it on your actual website and just hearing it in person, there's so many things you said in there that I want to touch on. First being, I'm so sorry for your loss of that friend who died. That's always so, so hard. Um, it is, but I feel like I'm so grateful for it. And people are always like, what twisted kind of head do you have? And I'm like, I've just learned that like, that was something so significant for me in my journey that like, if that did not happen, I wouldn't be in the position I'm in now. And I'm so grateful to that person and whatever soul contract we had an arrangement we had to have it play out the way that it did. That I'm almost like, ah, I'm not really sorry. It happened. <laughs> of course I miss that person, but it's almost like, 
you know, it all happened the way that it was, was meant to. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And the other thing, like even before you started saying like cutting the ties with that story, I think that's really hard for a lot of people because either we get stuck in like victimhood mentality, like this is happening yeah. to me, all of this is happening to me. And I will be a hundred percent honest when I, cause I dealing with chronic illness. And so even when I'm saying that now, it's like, I'm still attached to that story and I've been trying to heal it. And I think I've gotten a lot better. Like I don't see myself as a victim anymore. I'm just like, this is what needed to happen because it led me down this path that I actually feel super aligned with now. But yeah, I definitely think it's hard for some people to cut that tie. Yeah. And I think for me that, so for me, I had to kind of learn that because after I healed, I was still dealing with some weird issues. And then I went into a lot of energetic stuff and I was like, what's happening? And I think that obviously there was some things that were not good that came from my healing journey. Like I developed orthorexia, like I developed like almost like, like I was just so hyper aware of everything going on in my body. I was in fear that like, Hey, I'm going to get sick again. Or is this me getting sick again? And it wasn't until I like, and I tried everything and did everything. And like, when it came to herbs and protocols and naturopaths and all of that, like I didn't really go to anybody. Like I did it for myself. Like I just kind of knew what I needed to do. And I think you can get really addicted and hooked on healing and it's like we want to be healed and healed and healed and healed and healed. And yet you're never just healed. And so I think for me, the final sort of stage of healing for me was just kind of realizing like, hey, like I love this story and this version of myself and she got me here. But like I need to let go of this in order to actually fully be healthy because otherwise I'm carrying that with me and I'm perpetuating this this cycle of hey I was sick this is who I was this is my story now and this now becomes who I am and if I'm carrying that with me my whole journey it's never really ever going to go away and so it wasn't until I fully kind of detached from it that I was able to kind of be like okay like I am healed. And I think that's the final stage of healing for a lot of people is, you know, like breast cancer survivors or mm, sex trafficking survivors or, you know, whatever traumas or, you know, healings that you've gone through, we often want to just attach like, oh, I've survived this. And then it puts you in survival mode almost like I have to keep living my life on that edge to maintain being the survivor and I feel like once you eliminate the need to sort of hang on to I survived this and that ego sort of need to claim like I triumphed this you know of course like celebrating the things that we've done and accomplished and overcome but I think the attachment to that title itself is something that keeps us tied to the perpetual state of whatever it is we were going through and doesn't allow us to fully move on. Yeah, this is exactly the stage that I'm in, I think with my journey, because it was like two years ago where it started, things started happening. It was like a weird pain in my arm that quickly progressed to my body. And it 
turned out to be breast implant illness, whatever. And I got them removed and then went on this like whole healing journey or whatever. And then recently, like, I feel like within the past month or two, this has been my journey of detaching myself from the story of chronic illness and saying, not saying I'm sick or I'm still dealing with just being like, I'm healthy. My body's functioning. This is the best I've ever felt. And trying to create a new story for myself and not clinging to the one of sickness or I survived this or I did this because these identities I do think as and even labels and diagnosis is right. Like yeah. when told me I had breast implant illness, I'm like, great, I have this. And now I have this. And then I'm right. the cycle of, and you know, sometimes diagnoses are nice, but I also think they really keep us stuck in the story. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where I've gotten to a habit of, especially working with clients where they'll be like, I have anxiety or I have PTSD or I have this thing where I do da 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 da. And I'm like, what if we just flip this around and say you're experiencing this rather than you have this? Because I feel like words, language, our mind and possessing something is so powerful. And when you say I have, it's like that you're claiming it. <laughs> you're, you're literally claiming that and taking ownership of that in your life. And so I think for me, rather than being like, I have this, you know, I will be like, I'm experiencing this symptom and then kind of feel into what that feels like and I feel like the more we sort of learn to sort of say hey I'm experiencing this rather than I have this Mm -hmm. things can shift very quickly and so that's really beautiful to hear that you're kind of at that end space of your journey and I commend you for that because it almost is like once you get through it it's like that becomes the hardest part I think and I think it is that that part of our ego that wants to be like, I owned this, I possessed this, and now I triumphed it. And it's this weird kind of story, I think that's very archaic in our collective sphere of consciousness. That's kind of like, I would say it's the primitive mind or like the reptilian mind, the part of our brain that's like in that survival mode. And if it beats something that jeopardized the survival, it's like the very primal instinct to like go beat your chest and like scream off the top of the mountain like I'm I'm king like I you know I conquered this you know I own the tribe now or whatever it may be and so it's literally the deepest 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 layer of healing is learning to detach from the possessiveness of having been through and survived something so even on a neurological level it is like we like to think that the big the big bricks of healing, you know, the big physical healings or the big traumatic healings are the hardest part, but those are actually the easiest. I feel like when you're getting to that deeper level neurologically of no longer possessing that primal instinct to own, you know, that I won this battle type of, you know, situation, that's when you're really, 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 really healing. Yeah. Yeah. And like you were saying before, like our language is so powerful in the way we speak about things. And you know how everybody says like our words are like spells, like it's actually magic. It's what we're going to be manifesting into our life, whatever we speak, whatever we hold in our mind, like it's just going to reverberate out of us, you know? And I think that also we like to have a scapegoat. Like we like to say, well, this is my diagnosis and this is why I can't do this. And this is why I'm stuck in this doing this or whatever we say. And so I feel like it's so 
instinctive for us to like grab on to whatever we can to make an excuse of why we can't get where we want to go also. Cause I feel like that was something that I was doing. I was like, Oh, I'm dealing with all these things. And so because I have this, I'm so tired. I don't have the energy to do this. And I was like perpetuating this story for those first couple of years until I realized it wasn't serving me. And do I want to keep living my life like this for the rest of my life, thinking that everything's happening to me or do I want to find the lesson in it, learn the lesson and then move on with my life instead of feeling like, or just like coddling my ego and saying here, this is my, our identity now. And just like getting so stuck in one specific thing, because another thing about it is our egos and that identity that we grab. It's just so limiting. Like once we say I am forever, like chronically ill, like that's, we limit ourselves to everything else that we actually are. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, I think it's important to know, like a lot of people think like there's a book even, I think that's written. That's like your ego is evil or like your ego is bad. And I think it's not, I think it's important to know, like your, our egos are not inherently bad. They're just the most conditioned part of our being. And you have to transform your ego because our egos are important. Like if we did not have egos, you wouldn't have a personality to differentiate what you like and don't like and and things like that but I think when we're talking about healing and transforming it ultimately involves kind of flipping off those switches and I've learned like we're so programmed it's so weird but it's interesting but it's it's something I've run into a lot with my clients is like a lot of people don't want solutions like they just want someone to listen to their problems Mm -hmm. and it's interesting. And I want to ask you with kind of your healing journey and your illnesses and and sort of experience with health and and healing and all of this, how has your life been, I guess, relationship wise? Like if you struggled in friendships and to meet people that you felt really connected to and seen by and heard by and, and feeling really like a part of and connected. So that has definitely, so for me, I feel like when I got sick, that is kind of when I went into the spiritual awakening journey where I was like, obviously I wasn't aligned and I didn't even like the person I was. And I had, you know, like most of us, a traumatic childhood with parents and other things that happened. And so I was just seeing how my whole life, I was pushing my trauma into this like little box and I wasn't looking at it. And then eventually, so when I moved out of the state with my boyfriend. We moved to North Carolina and we were from Illinois and it was the first time I left. And it was like there, my body just went calm. Like it went out of that fight or flight state that I had been chronically in. And it felt like all that trauma in that box just exploded and it came out and manifested physically. So it came through the breast implant illness, which completely shut down like my digestive system, my nervous system, my musculoskeletal system, like everything was just shot. And during that time, I was having so many like downloads and things like random things I completely forgot about that had happened to me that was traumatic. And I was like, didn't know what was going on. I didn't have language to put to what I was going through until I realized, holy shit, like this is probably my spiritual awakening. And I deep dived into like healing on so many different levels, like the inner child, the whatever. And so with being sick these past few years, it has felt It felt like when I was in that victim story, everything was clouded. I was like, is my relationship right for me? Second, constantly second guessing my uh, relationship with my boyfriend, not being able to really trust friends. I'm like, are they on my side? Do they really like me? And then I would connect with somebody and it felt like we would be going good. And then it would just like break off and we just weren't 
connected or they would do something to me that would like hurt me. And I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I can't trust anybody. So this has been my journey of trying. And I didn't feel connected. Like I had this following, but I still didn't feel in my community. And it was really a weird dynamic. So yeah, my relationships have been so hard to navigate, but now I'm at this place where I've never had a better relationship with my boyfriend. And I'm finally realizing what I want in a friend and what a best friend looks like to me in conscious friendships. But yeah, it's been weird. Yeah. So it's interesting because our spleen meridian is connected to like our health, our vitality, and a lot of autoimmune related things. And a lot of the times with that being said, what I've learned and what I experienced with myself and working with so many people, what I see with people with chronic conditions or mysterious illnesses, a lot of the times our body, so working with that primitive brain that we just talked about, that most basic survival, primal reptilian brain, the most basic aspects of our neurology, it's like that says when I'm not getting attention and I don't feel belonging to, I'm going to make myself sick so that I can receive the support that I need in my life. Mm-hmm. So that then people can show up and give me the love, the care, the nurturing so that I can feel a part of, so that I can feel connected, so that I can feel heard and seen and loved and have people rally around me because it's such a important need to our being. And so when we don't feel like we have close relationships or people that see us, that hear us, that recognize us, and we don't feel like we have that community or that tribe so to speak, around us, a lot of times our body, well, our mind will signal to the body like, hey, do this so that we can have people rally around us and take care of us and support us and nurture us. And so I feel like it's a common theme with women, especially these days, where I see so many women who have such um, autoimmune issues or gynecological issues or hormonal issues where there's such this precedence nowadays to be like an alpha female or to be super hyper independent. And there's chronic conditions and issues that manifest because there's not that feeling of support or closeness or tribe or connection or belonging. And I feel like it's, it's so cool just to hear that, how that's played a role in your journey too, because it was definitely like when I clicked that in my brain clicked for me, I was able to also see like, okay, like, like I said, my illnesses, I trace them back to being bullied. I trace them back to being all alone. I trace them back to not feeling like I had anyone in my life and that I was like, literally just me. And so it's so interesting to see like how we really truly need connection and in a space of belonging and, and people in our lives to to connect with at a deeper level, but understand us to maintain like health and wellness. Yeah. Yeah. And I say this all the time too. And it's, it's so fun to talk to people who get this too, but it's like, I think so often we look at health and diseases, like an invader or something that came into our body and we have to attack and conquer it rather than seeing it. It's just our body out of balance. The illness is beginning in our spirit, in our energy, where we're getting these blocks and it is tied to like the things that hurt us, the trauma, the, you know, like you said, being bullied, like these things are literally affecting our energy. And that is why it's manifesting as physical illness. And that's something I've been trying to 
really speak to lately just because I went for so long thinking it was an invader inside my body and going after illness from that space instead of seeing it that it was it started from my energy body it started from the trauma and then from the trauma not being able to grow and expand the way that we should because when we have trauma you know it just like stunts like we always go back into that reactive mode if something happens that reminds us of it so yeah, I, it does begin. And I'm so curious how you got into like the meridians and stuff and learning about that. Like when you said when you were in the hospital and you were kind of like coming in and like checking on your body, like, were you learning things through that or was it more like study? I, I haven't really studied and people ask me all the time, like, you know, and I'm apprehensive to say that sometimes because I think so often people base credibility on like, certifications or studying or how much you've studied blah 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 um I mean I've definitely so I guess for me what happened was I felt called and connected to go get Reiki um and I was like I'd quit my job I was like in the middle I was working with the herbs um I was making mocktails out of herbs and like connecting them to astrology at the time and I was like super into astrology and started kind of posting like energy readings and stuff to Instagram, but like just was having fun. Like didn't really think anything of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and got called to this woman in my area here in Kansas city. And I went to have Reiki done with her. And basically like one time I went to her and she was just like, I'm, you just need to get attuned. And I'm getting that. Like, you don't need to know about the chakras or anything like that. Like we just need to attune you. And she was like, and that's really weird for me. And so she attuned me and it was like a switch was like clicked on and like for lack of a better term, cause I don't like the term per se. I feel like it, it's so deceptive these days, but all of my psychic abilities were just like, and I was like, this is really cool, but it's also very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I was very ungrounded and disembodied and I kind of from there got sucked up into all of the spiritual world of, of things. And I see the benefit of it. Like I see why it was important to my journey, but I also think it's important to like balance now coming out of such a high flying space. But yeah, so after that, things just kind of clicked on. And for me, it's just been a gradual process. Like as I've started I started doing energy healings with people during 2020 and kind of COVID times. I wasn't really sure what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So I would just be like, yeah, like here's an activation, right? Like I would pop in, connect people. They, they would be like, yeah, I'm feeling this, this, and this, and all these weird vibrations and things. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. And I was just like, I don't know what this is, but Okay. And then I started to kind of build my own sort of space of, of energy healing where I felt like things were missing. I, I'm always somebody who's like growing, changing, evolving, building, innovating. Like, how can I make this better? How can we improve this? How can this be more effective? And I think me just asking that led to me kind of understanding how to do it. I also get bored really easily. So I found myself like I dove into hypnosis. I got like a technical degree in integral psychology. So I was like, let me just add to this. And like, I've taken a couple of like 
neuropsych courses and, and things like that. So I was like, let me just add to, to what I'm doing and blend it all together and see what happens. Because what I found was when I would adjust someone's energy, they would have relief or temporary, like it would be a temporary solution. But if you didn't fix their subconscious and you didn't address the physical self, things would just go right back. So it was kind of almost like as I was working with people, I was like, something's missing here. And what can I start implementing in this to develop more of like a whole healing modality that's more progressive? So that's when I started, I got into hypnosis. Um, I went and got certified, but I like didn't really study or like look at the material. I just like took the test to get certified and passed it and was like, okay. Um, and just kind of like understood how to do it. Um, and the meridians and stuff like this, it just kind of started coming in. Like as I was like wanting to go deeper with, with, you know, like, okay, great. This is the solar plexus, right? Like from doing energy healing, a lot of times people will work with chakras. So I was like, what comprises the the solar plexus and i was like anatomy wise i know that the stomach spleen pancreas gallbladder are all in that that region and so i started being like okay there's these pathways there um, that connect to the meridians and that are physical channels but also energetic channels so that to me just kind of like came through as something for me to look into. And it was like pretty much how I learn is like I would Google search like a picture of Meridian systems. I'd look at it and then it would kind of just click for me. Yeah. Um, and so that's how that kind of came through. It's not necessarily like a super traditional way of learning or like, um, you know, and I would backtrack like as I was working and integrating into that into my work I would kind of like I found like a resource online like a text like I think it was a Chinese medicine text or an excerpt from some sort of Chinese medicine something and I would just like be like okay this is what's coming up and then I would just double check myself to make sure like hey am I is this really what's going on or because I'm very like aware of like not wanting to be deceptive in the healing space because I think that there's so many people that get screwed over or misled and there's so many wishy-washy kind of woo-woo crap that goes on in the space and so for me it was like okay I'm tuning into something clearly because all this information is just here but let me make sure that I'm actually like accurate with this too. And that to me was kind of like my learning process. Yeah. I feel like there, I feel like it goes both ways. Like I think we have to, and I don't want to say for all spaces, but I do think in the energy healing space um, and like spiritual space, I do think it's important to not always feel like we need the credentials. If things are coming in, like my, one of my energy healers literally was just guided to get in her chair at 3am every morning and just be presented with these downloads and learning how to move energy in the body from different guides and whatever. And she's always spot on. And so like for you getting that these downloads are just like knowing these things, like 
it makes it no less valid than if you had a credential saying, Hey, this is where I learned this from, you know, it's like kind of are so quick to shut down our intuition, but our intuition is our biggest gift, especially as women, we're so intuitive and we've been taught to second guess it our whole life. So instead of just being like, Oh, I, I need a credential for this. Just being like, no, like it's a knowing it's like a capital K knowing in my body. Like this is a fundamental truth now. Like it's just, you know, so I feel like just validating ourselves and, you know, not perpetuating the story that we need to second guess our intuition every single time. But I also think it's amazing that you've done other things to like check if you're right or whatever, but either way, I think no matter if you did or didn't check, like it's, it's your truth. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's just been a deeper, I think our intuition is something that, especially as women, for me, I think being able to trust your intuition is your ability to trust yourself. And I work with my mentorship clients on that so strongly because it is almost like if you can't trust yourself and you can't trust your intuition, there's always going to be that fragmentation and questioning and outside seeking and outside validation. But I think it's also good to ground things like I feel like I'm very middle of the road for things like I am not totally averse to western medicine where I used to be like strongly like hell no I think it has benefits in certain situations like I was bit by a brown really close spider like a month or so ago and I was like this is the first time that I've ever sought medical treatment like since any of my stuff happened like I don't really know how I feel about this and then I was kind of like just give me antibiotics or something so that I don't lose my skin or my arm. Like, and so then I was like, okay, there's, there's a balance, you know, there's benefits to, I think both worlds of things. So for me, uh, it was important that I wasn't just like, okay, I'm downloading all of these things and let me just go (laughs) spread them to other people because there's always the thought of like, okay, there's a responsibility that I have Mm -hmm and working with other people to make sure that I'm not fucking them up more than you know or like hey this is what's going on or what's happening and I find that people are often like curious of like well how do you know this or what's this or what's that so I wanted to be able to also like explain it really well Mm -hmm. and be like sure of that and be like okay there's there's the the grounding for it to sort of cement everything that's come through so for me like following and trusting and owning what intuitively comes to you but also grounding and embodying it I think is sort of the key to it all where like if something comes through and you're downloading it all that's amazing it's it's great that that feeling I think is like you know it's real and right for you when things like that happen but I also think it's important to kind of validate it in the external for yourself too, just to have that anchor so that there isn't like the, I don't know, for me, if I would have just proceeded with it, it would have been like, am I right? Am I not right? Is this right? Is this not right? Like I could go in and confidently trust it with working with myself, mm-hmm. but when handing that over to somebody else, I just felt personally, there was some sort of responsibility for me to at least make sure, okay, this is true. This is correct. Like, okay, this is, you know, and it was interesting because as I validated that, 
it almost extended my knowledge of of it as well. And it happened very quickly. So I feel like when you bridge logic and intuition together, there's so much magic that can happen from that versus just relying on one or the other. And I feel like we definitely need both. Yeah. And and sort of having that balance there is important, but yes, like I, I totally agree that like owning I think there's so many people who, especially my mentorship clients who will be like, I really want to go do this, but do I need to, I need to go take a course or do I need to go do a degree or do I need to go change this? And I'm like, no, like, I think we're living in a world and a time, especially now, and especially moving into 2023, moving forward where it's like, if you feel called and truly connected to something intuitively, heart, soul, mind, body, all of it, like that you can sort of put yourself in that position, but also when you're in that position, I think you're naturally going to learn, you know, through action and what you're doing. And so absolutely agree with, you know, trusting, listening, tuning into honoring kind of what comes through us without needing that, you know, very stern, strict, like certification or, or need to sort of justify it or, or learn the way that somebody else is doing it. Yeah. And I think it speaks to how, how good of a healer you are and how competent you are to know that yes, you're getting these downloads, but also they're correct and it validates you. And I think there is a responsibility to like, know what you're doing, especially if you're going to involve other people and their lives and their energies and stuff like that. And I think, like you said, there's a lot of people on social media who are questionable when it comes to like being what they say and it's also there was this surge of popularity within spirituality where everybody is a tarot reader and everybody is an energy healer and you kind of have to like use this discernment Mm -hmm. and listen to your gut intuition when you come across all of these people who are doing all of these things and who's actually the real deal and who's just doing it because it's popular right now yeah and I think that's where I've tried to kind of where a lot of what I started with has kind of fallen away personally for me, like where I no longer feel called to like do personal readings unless it's something that's just like fun. Like if somebody wants to do an astrology reading, like I find astrology fun. Like I don't necessarily practice it all the time. I live my life by it. And I think there's so much attachment to spirituality, new age spirituality to give us all the answers and tell us everything And it's just another level of evolution, consciousness, ascension, indiscernment. And it's like once you sort of fall out of the illusions of reality and the material world, then you learn to fall out of them and master them in the spiritual world. And then you kind of find this sweet spot in between, yes, I am spiritual and yes, there are star seeds and angels and guides or whatever you believe in but then it's like also the most important thing is your body your mind here this present moment now and so for me I think there's been certain things as I've really integrated and come into a deeper level of embodiment over I would say like the past year and a half where I've also noticed all of the things arising in the popularity of spirituality and stuff like that where I'm like I think this space is kind of done for me where like I understand so much in this space and I enjoy it and it's great but I think trying to separate myself a little bit 
from being so deeply embedded in that niche or that that space so much so has been something that's been kind of important to me just because there is so much bullshit like there's so much bullshit I was at um I was like out with friends and ironically but not ironically I was sitting at a table and there was empty seats and these two girls were like hey like can we sit with you guys and me and the other person I was with were like yeah like it's no problem like we're both friendly and they're like okay we'll like leave you alone and it's like no we're like not like that let's converse let's connect and they asked me what I did for work and I started telling them a little bit about what I did and they were like wide-eyed like oh my god like this is crazy and I was like are, are you into that like what's going on here and basically it came out that they had a friend like a really really good friend who had joined facebook groups um i don't remember the names of them but i wish i could remember them but she had joined like some twin flame universe and some ascension something facebook groups and she like basically was getting scammed and like all this terrible stuff was happening to her. She like disconnected and disassociated from everybody in her life was paying thousands of dollars for these people to like go find her twin flame around the world and like all of this stuff. And it was like, wow, people that's happening. Like that is happening under this guise of spirituality and like love and light and twin flames and all of this stuff and to me it's like that stuff is so it's all sort of so deceptive but I think it's also a important and pivotal space of evolutionary consciousness I think when you're evolving in a conscious state you kind of have to go to that level to to move into kind of your own embodiment and so for me, I've tried to, I've moved through my own phases and stages of that where I fell into, I think like the first kind of things that I was feeling into was like twin flame stuff. And all it did was play on trauma and daddy issues. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, all, all, that's all it did for me was like play on trauma and daddy issues and unavailable men that weren't showing up for me and this like huge fairy tale and. I think we all, I mean, we've already been conditioned into believing like your prince is going to come and save mm-hmm. you and it's going to be this big romantic love. So I've fallen into all of these traps myself. I feel like it was all super accelerated, but it's now to the point where I realized that my journey, okay, I've gone through all of that so that I can be like, this is the awareness that I've now gained. Mm-hmm. And I think that now overlooking sort of the general space of what spirituality has become it's kind of like very scary in some situations just because there's so many people scamming people ripping people off um I've met lots of people I think in that spiritual space or do spiritual things who appear to be super successful and when I connect with them I'm like so what do you do with your clients and they tell me I'm like this is a load of bullshit. Like you are charging so much for nothing. Like you're just, you know, it's just air. So for me, I think taking my background and my interest in tangible practices like neuropsych, integral psych, 
hypnosis, all these tools and kind of blending it into my intuitive nature and spirituality. For me, that was like, okay, I can not only have the spiritual and intuitive side, but I also have the deeper awareness and understanding logically to like support all of this for an all encompassing practice. So I feel safe with what I'm doing and giving to other people. And so that I can help them feel safe in that space too, because of how wishy-washy and and crazy and deceptive, I think things have gotten in, in all of the spiritual new age space of things. Yeah, for sure. And so, because like we were speaking before we started about how a lot of my audience, they're seekers, like they want to know these things. They're curious, they're on their path. And so a lot of them though, haven't taken the leap to do some type of energy work, whether it's Reiki or whatever energy based therapies are out there. So I was wondering if you want to do like a little taste of what you do with me. On the yeah. to see what yeah. or just to let people see what happens. Yeah. So basically we can do a couple of different things. I basically am, I would say kind of a chameleon. I work basically based off of who's in front of me mm-hmm. and I'll pull my tools based on that. So we can do two things. One thing where I just kind of pull things up and, and release them and see how it feels, or we can kind of, guide you to release them for yourself Ooh, um because I know you you're a healer as well yeah okay let's do okay I am a healer so I feel like that's different than a lot of people listening so Mm -hmm. I want to do it from the lens if like they weren't one so and so maybe like the first option where you're kind of like pulling at things and we'll see what resonates and then you know just because a lot of people don't have that experience yeah So basically in a normal session, I would just have you relax and basically just close down your eyes and go ahead and take a big deep breath in, letting it rise from your feet, up your legs, your chest, all the way up to the very top of your head, holding it there and then exhaling, sending that breath back down the body and then just beginning to imagine sort of a small pinhole of light in the center of your stomach, right in that solar plexus area. And as you're kind of just sitting and relaxing in the space, imagining that that pinhole starts to slowly spiral open, releasing more light and sticking with that visual, you're gonna hear me get super quiet. Just keep imagining that that pinhole is opening, expanding, and that light continues to fill and fill and fill your body eventually leading to your entire body being filled by that light. And taking another big deep breath, letting it move through your legs, allowing it to move into your chest, giving your chest permission to expand and holding it there if possible, and exhaling it down your arms and out through your fingertips. And then slowly bringing yourself back to meet me in the space. How do you feel? (laughs) I feel like, I feel like anytime I try to like get quiet, get centered, like I'm such a anxious person. So it takes me like a second to be like, okay, ground and like get comfortable. And then it was like the fastest I've ever been able to just be grounded where I am. And I don't know if it's your energy too, but it was just like, right. (laughs) And I was able to really like visualize what you were talking about, but yeah, it felt really 
peaceful, which is something I don't feel (laughs) all the time. So it was really nice to just sit there and like be in that space. Yeah. So that's good to hear. So just in that quick space, I was able to pick up that. I was like, what's something that we can tap into, tune into to release. And I know that you mentioned being in this part of your healing journey where you're kind of trying to detach from that illness, from being sick, from having these things. So I was like, okay, let's go in there. Let's dive in there. Mm-hmm. So when I work, I have developed this thing where I can kind of feel into your subconscious. I can feel into where in your body it's being stored. I can feel into the energetics of where it's coming from, where it's flowing. And so I was able to kind of see that there's this subconscious program of like something is wrong with you and this resistance to receiving abundance or being in your most abundant self which is kind of affecting or was offsetting your governing meridian and our governing meridian is like our main channel our central channel of grounding our central channel of sort of our center and so it's almost like there was this fear of being too much So therefore you've made yourself smaller, second guess yourself. That's where the illness manifested. And then that's why there's such this, this sort of, okay, I need to release from this, but I can't because if I release from this, then I'm going to be too much. And then people aren't going to like me or people are going to say this about me or this about me or this about me. So there was such an attachment to kind of the illness because it was created from needing to make yourself small from, from feeling like you were too much, too loud, spoke too much, said too much, or too theatrical, whatever it may have been. It was traced back to childhood for sure. Um, and so we were just, we, we just released it all for you. And the fun thing about this is you don't have to, sometimes I won't tell people or give them as many details. I just gave you, if I can feel like they're going to attach to it too much, Mm. because I think that when we reattach to the story or we reattach to, Oh, okay. Like she's noted, I have this subconscious program of this and I have, this is off in my body. Then we like to hyperfixate or some people like to hyperfixate and be like, okay, let me look this up or look this up, which then sort of, interferes with the like the release but when I go in and I say okay let's release this it's it's just released and so um even quickly there we were just able to take a little string of kind of what's been holding you back in and able being able to sort of move forward and just be you Wow. I'm like getting so emotional, like whatever. (laughs) It's crazy because that is something I think that I've been too afraid to go to like a place where I'm like, maybe I'm trying, I try to convince myself, Oh, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not trying to play it small anymore. I'm starting my podcast. I'm doing these things. I'm not trying to be too small, but I, there was so many times in my childhood where friends, family, anybody, like my sisters would be like, you're too much like tone it down. Like you don't need to be so loud. You don't need to be so dramatic. And I like, it's, it has stuck with me for so long that when I got into the social media world and I wasn't trying to gain a following, like I created Mm -hmm. that account solely for me and then gained this following. I was like, oh my gosh, now I have this following. What if I am, what if I show like the truest, truest version of me, they're not going to like me. I'm not going to be accepted because my whole life I've been told by so many people that I'm too much, too loud. Yeah. And that's so interesting because social media came up too. Really? So, so I see like 
I don't want to just go in in my sessions and be like, here's all the answers. Have a good day. (laughs) I like to create connection and, and realization and aha moments for the person I'm working with. And so I might be like, here's the brief aspects of what I went through. And then you were able to pull out from that and release the social media aspect because I was literally going to be like, yeah, you need to stop playing small on social media. <laughs> so much no. I feel like there's a lot of your kidney meridian was also um so polarity reversals are something in energy where the energy is flipped. So we have meridian systems like the kidney and bladder. There's a masculine, there's a feminine energy. And that's what I really like about working with meridians is there's feminine, masculine energy identification within the systems and streams. So I can be like, okay, her kidney meridian is reversed or polarity reversed, meaning it's moving in the wrong direction. And that means her masculine energy is receding meaning she's not stepping into her power or her action oriented energy. And there's a passivity or a hesitation there. And so it gives me more understanding working with those aspects of the meridians into deeper layers of things energetically as well. So for you, you had this receding or polarity reversed kidney meridian. I'm just now picking this up as we're talking. (laughs) Um, And that would be like, our kidneys is our life force energy, our creative energy. It's our sexual energy, but it is our outward directed life force, playful kind of childlike creative self. And I see it when it's internalized. It means that there's a hesitation with fully expressing who you are in the world socially and sharing your creative self or your voice or your expression of yourself openly And so I was going to say with that, it would be so helpful if you, and when our kidney meridian is sort of reversed or when anything's going on with the kidneys and it's internalized, it's, it's usually because there's fear here and it's usually fear of, um, well, expressing the self fully, but it's also almost like overthinking out of fear. Like, do I say this? Do I do this? Do I really want to do this? Like, should I post this? Should I not post this? Okay. I really want to be doing this. And this is the creative project. And this is really what I want to do. But like, people are asking me for this. So maybe I shouldn't do that. And I should do this. And it's being really kind of like in the head space about things. And just with social media, I feel like there's a part or a portion of you that's like, tried to come out of your shell a lot, but it's almost like not fully sharing what you want to share, because it's like, well, this is where I started my account. This is what people like seeing. This is what people want to want me to share. So this is what I'll share. But also like there's this and this and this and this and this stuff that I want to talk about or feel like I want to connect with people on, but there's that hesitation. So I would say for you, I'd recommend with your audience, with your with your community and your spaces to just be you, to just go beyond you know, and I think that's a pivotal moment in step two with releasing, releasing kind of, hey, I've been through this and experienced these illnesses and I have no overcoming. And I think there's also some fear and hesitation of what will happen if you let go of that completely, because that is your platform, I think. 
if anything it Um, is all the healing and stuff so you're kind of like well if I let go of this and I don't attach to this anymore then how do I show up in this space so you're in a transitional period like we all are at this time but I think this is giving you stepping you into a more authentic space of who you are and what you want to be doing because there's some part of you that just it's like this stuff is great and fun and I love it but it's not it's almost like there's a refocus, like there's something else that's more that's bubbling up to the surface. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's so crazy when you're saying that, like so much of what you said are like exact thoughts and things that I had. Like it was literally like you just opened a book and read every single thought I've ever had and just like loud <laughs> and I'm just like, holy shit. Um, yeah, I mean, I couldn't. It's almost like I'm like so stunned that you read me like that. And I think that a lot of what I do is out of that fear of like, oh my God, if I actually show people who I am, they're going to fall away. Like I, people won't actually like me, that sort of thing. And living from that space, even if it isn't with just like the illness part, but just like who I am, I guess. And so it's, it's just wild that you're able to see that and clear it out and I do feel so empowered right now. Like, I feel like I feel validated in what I've been feeling. And I think there is this, there was this turning point where I started the account on just posting recipes and talking about eating disorders. And that's like the kind of space I was in. And then I got really, like, I just kept doing it for so long. Cause I'm like, that's what people know me as like, it's yeah. not, not bringing me passion, but that's just what people know me as. And it's how I grew my account. Yeah. And now transitioning to this phase where I'm doing more energetics like Reiki or talking about other things. Like I feel like I'm so very gently like doing it because I'm like, I don't know if this will be accepted. Yeah. What would happen and how would it feel if you just like rip the band-aid off and you're just like went for it? Because I think I had to go through this too recently over the past year. I've been known as like the energy update girl. I'm like the like ascension girl and like the healing girl and whatever. And I'm like, uh, like it becomes such a, and I think so many people, I feel so bad for people in niche with like super, super big followings on Instagram, because I'm just like, that is such a constrictive space to be in because your whole identity then becomes that. And to me, I'm like, we're not supposed to do that. So for me, it's almost like I took some time away from posting so much of that stuff to just be like, I just want to post whatever I want to post and transition into sharing whatever I want to share and I realized like, yeah, a couple of people will fall off that aren't aligned to you, right? But I feel like the people that are there for you are there for you. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like whoever started following me at the very, very, very beginning and is still here now, they've gone on this progressive journey with me. And now whatever I'm sharing aligns to wherever they're at in their life. And whatever I was sharing initially aligned to wherever they were at in that chapter of their life. And it's kind of like progressing on this journey together with those people that you're connecting with as a community. And so I feel like for you to just kind of go in the direction that you're wanting to go in and follow what's passionate and right and true for you without feeling as if you have to like be in that bubble. If anything, it's just going to grow and expand who you're connecting with. It's so true. I I even had a podcast, not the last one, but the one before that, where I was kind of like, I went on a retreat, had 
and took so much time off social media and finally like connected back to myself, my own voice, what I want. And then I realized I was like, holy shit, I've been just people pleasing. And that also like includes on social media where I've just been trying to please the following that I had and whatever. And I just realized like, I'm, I'm done. I'm not doing that anymore. So in many ways, I feel like I'm stepping out of it. But like you said before, it feels kind of like I'm creeping and like taking slow steps to like breaking that fear. But what if it was just ripping off the bandaid and saying, nope, sorry, that version of me is no longer, I'm not willing to do that because it's actually like dimming my vitality. Like I don't feel well because I'm so, I'm like in this box of what I think I should be. And I've never been good at being in boxes. Like, you know, like we're not meant to <laughs> yeah. be we're multidimensional. We have, we're multi-passionate and I've never sat well in a box of like, she's the recipe girl, the eating disorder girl. Like I can't, I can't do that. It's like so constricting. And I feel like I'm finally at this place. And it was very validating for that, just that reading that you did just to know, like I'm coming out of this and I am going to move forward doing what I want without the fear, without the worries, whatever the overthinking that's, I do that a lot. So, yeah. And I think people like so much of us get caught up in, and I think like social media is a big thing nowadays. Like everyone wants to blow up on social media. Everyone wants a bunch of people and followers and everyone is so focused on social media that it is another sense of like putting your power and validation outside of yourself. Whereas I feel like the biggest flex or like the biggest source of success, I feel like is just doing whatever you want to do yeah. and being whoever you are. And then it's almost like everything kind of just falls into place from there. Like you said, you weren't trying to gain like, you know, a larger following or anything. You were just kind of like, this is where I'm at and this is what I'm into and I'm just going to post this. And then you were like, whoa, okay. Yeah. So, and that's, it's similar to me. Like I started a blog and I just started writing blog posts. I think about each of the, it was more astrological, started more health wellness mm-hmm. and kind of recapturing my story and things like that. I started sharing recipes there and then it kind of turned into think like new moon full moon kind of blog posts and things like that and then it just kind of like blew up like I I think I had one blog that went viral and then I had a bunch of people ask me for readings and everything just kind of fell into place from me just doing whatever I was into but I think what once was super connected and in a part of your passion or what you're interested in I think it's important to know when to allow that to fall away and allow yourself to progress into what's new and what's next and what's present for you. Because I think we can say, okay, like I started my account or I was super into healing and doing this. And I feel like there's so much like kind of hesitation with being like, I don't, I'm not into that anymore. And oftentimes people will be like, why am I not into that? What's wrong with me? What's going on? You know, with, for me, I was like, you know, yes, I'm a spiritual person, but I feel like I'm not like all up into all of this stuff anymore. Like what's going on with me? And it was kind of like, oh, I'm just going through another transformation and recreation process. And I think as you recreate and share from that space of recreation of whatever's important and whatever's passionate to you and within you, that's where continual success and longevity can kind of come in and also the freedom. Mm -hmm. I think it's just 
uh, most people are so resistant to change. Like change is so scary because there's so many unknowns in the change. Nobody likes an unknown with if they don't have the right answers. And so for me, I think it was more about like change. I'm not good with change, even though it's like part <laughs> yeah, of it. Yeah. And I think I've gotten a lot better at it, but letting ourselves evolve. I don't think a lot of us, you know, we try to stay in these boxes because we're like, again, with the identity thing, it's like, we think it's who we are, but it's not who we are. It's just what we liked yeah. at that moment. And it's always going to change. And why would you want it to stay the same your whole life? Like, why would yeah. you want to be in one space and not try? It's so boring. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> move on. Let's do new things. And because you meet new people, like I would have never met you if I wouldn't allow yeah. to like grow and expand and try new things. And so I'm just, let's celebrate our change, not fear it. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like that's probably where I, I feel like if I were to accredit myself for one thing, it would be that like, I, I love change. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in so many different phases of my life and have experimented with so many different aspects of myself that I think looking back, it almost feels like I've lived different lives or, yeah. or different people yeah. within this one lifetime. But now in the state that I'm in, I think over the past year and a half, um, I've really been working on like integration and embodiment. And that's kind of where I've been at, where I've reconnected with all these different parts of myself. and kind of been like, I don't need to fragment these. Like I can bring them all together and all of these different pieces are who I am. And when it comes to social media or sharing or connecting with other people, all of those different aspects have a purpose and have a space or opening for connection. Mm -hmm. And so how can you, me, all of us sort of just share all of that rather than being like, okay, I like fashion. So let me just do fashion or like, let me just share about this. Or I like healing. So let me just share about healing. I feel like change is kind of an illusion. In reality, it's just embracing a different side of yourself that maybe you haven't played in or discovered yet yeah oh my god talking to you is literally (laughs) there were so many things I wanted to talk about too so maybe we're gonna have to do like a part two you're gonna have to come on so many things I want to talk to you about but we've already been talking for like over an hour and literally when I tell (laughs) you I could sit here all day (laughs) I really mean that but anyways um thank you again for coming on and for those listening where can they find you how can they work with you let us know yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Linz Russ, um, L-I-N-Z-R-U-S-S, and radradiance.com. And yeah, that's where all my stuff is. Amazing. Well, thank you again for coming on and talking. Yeah, thank us. you. Coming back on. Yeah, like, for sure. Truly, it was, it was so good. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it and Lindsay as much as I do. I wish you guys could have seen my reaction to her telling me those things that she picked up during our mini energy healing session because I was freaking out like so emotional, my mouth wide open, getting goosebumps and chills. It was incredible and I highly recommend working with her because that was truly just a very small snippet of what you could do with her and what she could do for you it's just amazing and I think that's why I love energy healing Reiki or just any energy-based therapy so much because it really allows you to let someone in so that they can see your blind spots you know the things that we don't necessarily see that are holding us back and are actually having a huge impact on our life 
And I will tell you one thing. This episode made me completely reevaluate how I will continue to show up moving forward. No more staying small. No more dimming my truth. No more being afraid to be me. And that goes for any and all of us, not just me. Like, we all have a unique and beautiful gift. And we, it's time for us to let ourselves be seen and to step into our power. And with that, thank you again for choosing to listen to the Morning Jots podcast. Remember, if you rate and review, you can screenshot it, send it to me um, via direct message or in the email. This will all be in the show notes. But if you send me your rate and review, then you will have a chance to win a free Reiki healing session with me and also a bag of my delicious Remedium granola. And yeah, I will see you next time. Love you so big.